Excited to welcome back to our show, Lisa Jewell, one of our favorite mystery authors and her latest book, The Night She Disappeared. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hello, you two. How are you both? We are good. are good. Oh, how do you do it? Your 19th book, uh, The Night She Disappeared. We both just tore through the book. It was such a, you know, just a page turner. You are amazing with your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I've got. I haven't got anything else. (laughs) It works pretty well for you, though. I would say five million copies of your book sold. Yeah, no kidding. Describe the night she disappeared for people listening. Okay, so, yeah, the night she disappeared is about um, a teenage couple, their parents, Zach and Tallulah, and they meet some posh kids from the local boarding school in their village pub on the date on a Friday night and end up being invited back to a pool party at this massive mansion out in the countryside just outside their village. Um, and they have left their baby at home with Tallulah's mum and they never come home. Um, and then we pick up the action um, a year later when a new teacher has Um, started work at the boarding school in the village and his partner his girlfriend is a detective novelist and while she's exploring the grounds on her first day there she finds a sign nailed to a post with the words dig here scrawled on it and Mm -hmm. she digs and finds something and yeah the cold case comes back to life lisa do you have like when you're you know starting your novels do you know where it's going to go? Like, do you know the do you ending? Have an outline? Do you have an ending no. when you start? No. No. So even to the point where I, the only thing I knew when I started writing this novel was that um, a, a, a teenage mother disappears. Somebody finds a sign in the boarding school. The sign says, dig here. And I had assumed, in fact, that when I got to writing the chapter <laughs> where Sophie is the character who finds the dig here sign, that when she dug she would find human remains and actually when I got to writing that chapter I thought I can't put human remains in here because I don't actually know what's happened yet and if I put human remains in here then I'm sort of getting ahead of myself because I don't know if anybody's dead yet so that must <laughs> that's be how, weird. That's how little I know about where the story's going before I write it I only know where it's going while I'm writing it yeah that's so interesting and you know also it was kind of um I I, I appreciated the fact that the, the 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 you know the girl and the boy who disappear that they're 19 years old mm-hmm. and i really you know you don't read a lot of books that will have 19 year old protagonists in this way and talking about you know you know going to school and then like t- being with the guy and i mean i appreciated that whole side of the storytelling as well yeah, yeah. I know it's really interesting writing about Zach and Tallulah because they are, it's an interesting age, 19. You're a grown-up, but you're also not a grown-up. And they're parents. Um, and they're parents at a stage in their life when they're not properly formed and they don't know who they are yet and they're still feeling their way through life and trying to work out what sort of person they are. Mm-hmm. But yet, a fun, fundamental fact is they are parents. So there's this sort of thing that grounds them, but everything else that's swirling around them and influencing them and sort of tempting them and what have you... Um, is yeah, changing all the time as it does when you're that age. So yeah, it was it was really interesting to write about them. Okay, so if you're just joining us, we're chatting with New York Times bestselling author. When she was gone was the last book I think we had you on for Lisa Jewell. The night she disappeared is her latest novel. And Lisa, you know, we were doing a little, um, you know, 
background check on you and finding out how did you start? And it sounded like you had, were doing something completely different and on a bet for a free dinner at some of your favorite restaurant way back in the yeah. day, someone challenged you to write three chapters for a novel and it later yeah. came into your debut novel. How did that all happen? Cause maybe, oh, yeah. well, maybe it's around was, our corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this was amazing because I am, and I think I think people who want to write a book or or yeah or trying to write a book are always quite inspired by the fact that I didn't go to university, I didn't get a degree, um, I didn't work as a journalist. Um, I, yeah, I was actually a secretary at the time that I started writing my first novel. In fact, w- worse than that, not not there's anything wrong with being a secretary, um, but I was actually an out of work secretary. I just lost my job. <laughs> And um, and I was in my mid-twenties and I just had this strange idea that I'd like to write a book. And I just read a Nick Hornby novel that was just one of those really relatable novels. And I just thought, wow, it'd be amazing if a woman could write a book like this. And just in the midst of having all these sort of strange feelings about maybe maybe I could write a book, I had this incredible drunken conversation with a friend on holiday <laughs> um, in, in which I drunkenly told her that I might like to write a novel and she drunkenly made me a bet and we shook hands it was four in the morning and she just yeah she said write three chapters and if you do that I'll take you for dinner to your favorite restaurant and I did write the three chapters and she did take me for dinner to my favorite restaurant but better than that she made me send out those three chapters to some agents because she actually thought they were really good um yeah and so that's how that's how my first novel came about it was quite quite unexpected and and really really quite magical and that I, is cool. I'm, I am thinking that this is a friend now that you sometimes take on holiday with you <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. Oh, we are still. You'd be delighted to hear we are still the greatest of friends, and uh, oh, she, she's she's had a very successful career of her own since then. She's now a world famous astrologist. Oh, so um, yeah, yeah. She got she got her just just dessert. Yeah, well, I mean, your books. We do love everything that you write, and I mean, and I think the first time that I read you, like I was at an airport bookstore, and I tend to i love mystery mm-hmm. suspense thrillers that's just my like comfort food in books if you will and that's how i yes. think that we found you and then you know we've had you on a couple times but you just never disappoint with your very intricately twisted stories <laughs> with ends we never see coming Thank you. That's quite, I mean, that's so wonderful to hear. And that's what I aim for. But it's also very pressurizing as well. And yeah, because obviously I'm halfway through another book now. And while it's wonderful to hear all this positive feedback from people who are currently reading The Night She Disappeared, I'm just sort of, I feel like I'm just one bad book away from blowing everything. That's like, you know, Lisa, so many, um, you know, women have started production companies so they could yeah, actresses so they could remain and work in you know their 40s 50s 60s whatever do you i saw that some of your earlier books were made into movies has have your recent books been optioned no i've never had anything made into a oh, movie oh then that's Nothing. a lie on the internet no i think maybe you've seen that some of my earlier books were optioned, optioned. But optioned they never you're got right. made into anything yeah and i've actually currently got seven of my thrillers are under option at the moment um, you're kidding ac- across hollywood and london i've got seven of my thrillers under option 
Um, and I'm hoping that that means... What does your astrologist best friend say about having eight? Yeah, well, that's a really good question. (laughs) I need to go and ask her. Yeah, exactly. What do I have to do? Which alignment of the planets do I need for one of these to finally be made into a show? Do you want that, though, as a writer? Is that something... I love it. Everybody... I I don't... I know lots of different writers... um, who write in many different genres, from very serious to, to very romantic genres. And I don't know one writer, one author, who wouldn't love one of their books to be made into a show or a film. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, it's, it's just this sort of magical other dimension of this sort of, you know, you create this world, you create this whole universe with all these made-up people and made-up settings, and then somebody takes that and, and creates a, a, a visual representation of what was going on in your head. And there's something kind of, yeah, quite incredible about that. And I'd love to experience that. I really would. Yeah, well, we would love if that would ex- if it happen to you, too. Because I mean, I don't know. Uh, are you, like, I'm curious about this. Like, are you friends with other British writers that write suspense novels? Like, I'm thinking of Ruth yeah. Ware. Do you guys, uh, is it a yeah. small world? It is quite a small world and you do, I mean, it hasn't happened so much obviously over the last couple of years because of COVID, but previous to that, I mean, we were all, we'd always find ourselves in the same places, in the same book festivals, same literary festivals, same library events. Um, we were constantly crossing paths, um, and spending time together in the, you know, like catching trains across the country together and. And, and having drinks afterwards or staying in hotels together after an event. And you do build up this lovely bond mm-hmm. um, with, with your contemporaries, which is one of the things that they don't tell you about being a writer. They make out it's this really solitary existence. And it actually isn't. You do get to meet an awful lot of other writers and, and drink wine with them and, and get to know them. We, and, uh, we love <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, hopefully we get to meet you someday, Lisa. Now, we have to ask you, what's the last great book you read or are reading? Oh, the last great book I read, and for me, I'm afraid I'm um, I'm all about the page turner. Oh, sorry, um, particularly because I've turned into such a slow reader. But <laughs> any book that can any book that can get me reading really fast is just like a gift to me. Um, so I've read some brilliant books, but the the book that did it for me um, was the book by Jean Hamps-Corlett, Um who is the author of um, You Should Have Known, which was turned into The Unknowing, The Undoing. The, the Undoing. Undoing. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so she wrote the novel that inspired that, and I just read her new novel called The Plot, and I read it in a day. All right, The Plot. Magnificent, yeah. All right, we have to... Grant, are you listening? We're going to get Grant on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, my... God. Oh. But we're with you, page-turning. I mean, your book is page-turner. Yeah, it is so good, The Night She Disappeared. And so, Lisa, is this always common that... Um, so does the book, when you're a UK author, does it come out first in England and then in the US? It comes, like, a few months yeah. later? Well, see, what happens, and this is it, it, because of the interesting interesting trajectory of my career in America, is uh, I kind of, my first novel was a big hit in the UK, so I've always been quite a big noise in the UK. Okay. Whereas in the US, my I didn't. I built up so slowly. My profile has built so, so slowly. So there was never any rush to publish my books. Um, it was just like, I was kind of like Middle East and, and the, the, the bigger I've got in, in, in the US, um, the more my US publishers want to tie my publication in with the UK publication. Okay. Um, and it's got close, I think it used to be 18 months apart, and then it was a year, and then this year it was only three months apart. Okay. So okay. we're hoping that, that next year it might be... Um, like might, May? When, when the book comes when out? When is in, your book coming out yeah. so we know? 
the next uh, one? Well, I know it's coming out in the UK on July the 21st. All right. It'll probably and be And it would be amazing if it also came out in the US um, at the same time. But that hasn't been confirmed yet. But that's the ultimate goal is to... This is what they did with the Paula Hawkins and the Sally Rooney novels. Yes. They do this sort of trans-global um, publication day, um, which makes it into a much bigger sort of fanfare extravaganza type thing. We're ready for your <laughs> and it's extravaganza. Much nicer, it's much nicer for the American readers as well to yeah. not have to, not yeah, have to wait. How, how do people follow like any book stuff that you do? Do you like them to go to your Insta, Twitter or Facebook or all of the above? Yeah, I'm not great on Twitter. Okay. I always reply to people. So I... I, I chat to people on Twitter. So if anybody wants to write to me on Twitter, I'll always reply. Instagram, I post sporadically. I do a lot of stories. I read all my stories. I reply to people who PM me. Um, but the place where I'm the busiest and the chattiest is my private Facebook page. But I will always take on new friends on my private Facebook okay. page. So that's, yeah, that's, Lisa that's where you get to see the kind of the real me. Okay. And that's just Lisa Jewell and has got a picture of me. Okay. Oh, and you're quite lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Well, listen, Lisa, <laughs> this is always a treat for us. Thank you for your time. And uh, we just love the book. So, good. so good. I'm, did so not, I'm so glad. Did not see that end coming. You are a devilish woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Very Thank good. you so much. Take care. And we just Thank want, you for having me. Absolutely. We want to let everyone know we do have two books um, to give away. If you give us a buzz at 651-641-1071, we get your information. And when we come back, goopity goop, yeah. bloppity blop, boopity yeah. boop. <laughs>